Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today as we continue our examination of the Word of God, particularly the letter of 2 Thessalonians. Uh, we've been looking at Paul's writings to this church at Thessalonica. So we've looked at uh, the first letter. We're looking at the second letter. And keeping in mind that he only was with them a few weeks. It's amazing the truths that he's bringing out. And they had questions about things. And so that's what these letters were doing. They were sort of follow-up things where he was instructing them with things that he had not had time to tell them about before. Now, we're in the second chapter of Second Thessalonians, beginning with the first verse. And if you've been with us on the podcast for some period of time now, this will sound familiar because we actually covered... Uh, a rather large portion of both these letters in dealing with another subject matter, dealing with the uh, end time thing, the signs of the coming again of the Lord. But we do well to go through this over and over and over and over again, folks, because there's such truth here. It is so mistaught within the body today. Uh, and people say, well, why is it mistaught? Well, the sad truth is people that preach and people that teach simply, for the most part, don't study the Word of God that much that much. I mean, it's a sad thing. I see it all the time. Uh, they put together sermons. They put together teachings and talks and things like that. But from the point of view of studying, their, studying the Word to show yourself approved unto God, from the point of view of knowing the Scripture and sharing from an overflow, from the point of view of knowing the Scripture and having a hunger and a desire to know it even more and to be aware of the truths of what it says in the, the Proverbs or the Psalms or somewhere that is the glory uh, to search out the matter of the king, okay? You just don't see that too much. Okay? You don't see, I mean, I'm not saying that it doesn't exist. I can name many, many, many people that, that I listen to and, and glean so much from, okay, and understand so much of the Word, so much better because of what God has granted through them. But day in and day out, at, at the local church level, it, it, it's abhorrent, folks. I mean, it's just horrible. And so uh, we would do well to know the Scripture ourselves. Don't depend upon somebody else to know it and to teach it to you, okay? Don't depend upon me. Don't depend upon anybody else. Depend upon the Spirit of the Lord and the Word of God, and you'll be amazed at what He reveals to you. You'll be amazed at what He teaches you, and then you will be able to speak forth the truth to others. So here, Second Thessalonians, the second chapter, the first verse says this, Now, we request you, brethren, with regard to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to Him, that you not be quickly shaken from your composure, or be disturbed, either by a spirit or a message or a letter, as if from us, to the effect that the day of the Lord has come. Now, that's a two-verse, one-sentence uh, profundity right there. Apparently, because we, we can uh, discern this and we can assume this because of the way that he's written this, there was some question that was arising and that something had come up to where some people were saying that the day of the Lord had already occurred. And people had questioned about this. Uh, you know, had the day of the Lord occurred? Had the day of the Lord occurred and we had been, to quote a phrase, left behind? <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. 
So he says, I, he says, I request you. And notice, notice his heart right here. I request you, brethren. He's reminding them that they are brothers in Christ. And he's requesting. He's not instructing. He's not commanding. He said, I'm requesting this. That with regard to this coming, the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and our gathering together to him, notice there's a two thing, two-part thing. The coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him. So you see that they're tied together. And when you look at other portions of Scripture, it gives a real uh, clarity as to what occurs as far as the timing. So he says, in relationship to this and all the questions you got to this, don't be quickly shaken from your composure. He had already told them the truth. He mentioned it in the first letter. He'll mention it again in different ways here. He had told them the truth. He says, you know this truth. So don't be quickly shaken from your composure. You know what it is. Don't be shaken and don't be disturbed. Okay? Don't be shaken. Don't be disturbed. And then he tells us what was uh, the possible ways that they may be shaken or disturbed. He says, so uh, that you not be quickly shaken from your composure or be disturbed either by a spirit or a message or a letter as if from us to the effect that the day of the Lord has come. So you see a little threefold way that this might have been occurring and was occurring within this body. Apparently someone had written them a letter and they wrote them a letter uh, claiming to be Paul. And Paul is saying right here, it wasn't us, a letter as if from us. In other words, they were writing the letter, then signing the name of Paul because he carried such power among them, right? And he says, no, 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 no. He says, don't listen to that. He says, don't lose your composure. Don't be disturbed by a spirit. By a spirit. Well, what kind of spirit? Well, uh, a prophetic spirit. You know, the power of the Most High God moves through the Holy Spirit through his body. And will quite often, if we will allow and if we will speak and if we will listen, will bring forth prophetic truths. Well, speak forth the truth of the Lord. And apparently somebody was popping up in the spirit and saying, oh, the day of the Lord has come. The day of the Lord has come when the day of the Lord had not come. So he says, don't lose your composure or be disturbed either by a spirit or a message. So that tells you that somebody is standing up and is teaching that the day of the Lord has already come. He says, don't be disturbed by this in any form or fashion. And you know, I think that's quite a word for us today. There are so many interpretations of the timing of the day of the Lord. There's so many uh, missed teachings. Let me just say it that way graciously. Okay. Uh, there's so many things that are said. And when you listen to people, they simply don't know the word of God. Now, I'm not talking about within arenas to where there are questions and there's uh, opportunities for um, difference of opinion. There's plenty of that, okay? Plenty of places like that, and that's fine. And that's where we're to be forbearing with one another. We're to be loving with one another. But I'm talking about the foundational truths, the foundational truths. Uh, one of the primary ones is related to the day of the Lord. The day of the Lord is God's wrath being poured out upon unbelieving mankind. That's the day of the Lord. And you see the day of the Lord mentioned all through the Old Testament, and you see it mentioned in the New Testament, that a day is coming when the Lord is going to pour forth his judgment upon the earth. We as believers have been promised to be spared that. Believers will not undergo the day of the Lord's wrath. Okay, That's the truth. But 
we will undergo something else, and that would be the Great Tribulation. And Jesus mentions that in Matthew 24 and in, other, in the uh, uh, corollary passages with that, that the church will undergo that, the church and the Jewish people. The Great Tribulation is the wrath of Satan against Israel and the church. Now, what happens is that people uh, think that the Great Tribulation and the Day of the Lord are the same, and they are not. The Great Tribulation is Satan, the man of lawlessness, pouring forth his wrath. The day of the Lord is God pouring forth his wrath. We as believers have been promised to be spared the day of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. We as believers have been promised that we will encounter the great tribulation. And it will be intense. And Jesus said in Matthew 24, unlike anything else that has happened before or after, and it will be so bad that if possible, even the elect will be deceived. Well, it's not possible, but it's going to be that bad. And he says it's going to be so bad that those days will be cut short. They'll be cut short for the sake of the elect, the called, the chosen. And we'll see more about that at the end of this chapter right here. So do not lose your composure. Don't be quickly disturbed. Know the truth of the Word of God. In this particular instance right here, it's the day of the Lord. Know the truth of the Word of God in everything else to where you will know what to shout hallelujah about and you will know what to reject when you hear it. Again, I'm Dale, and I'll see you later.